0: And welcome into another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. I'm Ben Mandel, joined by Tom Leone and Mikey D. Full cast back at it this week. And a lot to go into. Last week, we kind of took a break and just said, we're just talking Devils-Rangers. Well, the Devils did a good job stepping up in that game, Tom. Yes, I did have to bring that up. The Devils do still sit in second place in the Metropolitan Division, though. And that's where we're going to get things kicked off here because it looks like the Metropolitan will have once again five teams in the playoffs, with the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins both occupying the final two or the only two wild card spots, rather. And Florida, they're pushing They're a team that can definitely get in. And while they might be better than the penguins, the penguins just have a knack for hanging on to things that they don't really deserve. Now, Mike, I'm going to go over to you to start things off. What okay. are your thoughts on the New York Islanders? You know, mm. they really took it to the New Jersey devils early on uh, yes, this they did. past week. Now, They did lose back-to-back games to finish the week, but they learned Matthew Barzell's coming back. He skated this past weekend. They're expecting him to play a couple games before the season ends. What do you think about the Islanders' playoff chances, and what do you think about them perhaps going on a run? Come playoff
1: time. I think I mentioned it before on a like uh maybe a few episodes back. I remember Tom called me crazy saying that they could possibly go on a run, but you know, I'm gonna stick to that word. I think they're they're getting they're getting better and they're getting healthy at the right time. I think they got that wild card spot locked up. Um, I think it's either obviously going to be whoever you know comes up on top in, in uh um you know in this division if it's you know if it is Carolina or if it's somehow the Devils or the Rangers. And I think it's going to be a tough matchup for them because the Islanders are a team that you know that can both. Bull- you they slow the game down a lot for themselves, and that's what makes them so deadly. And you know, I always talk about it too. You know, we always mentioned it before about you know these teams that are, are you know these veteran teams, right? Except for you know, obviously you got to exclude Boston here because they have 120 points, and you know, despite their their veteran status, they haven't gone down anywhere. But if you look at Washington, you look at the Penguins, you could definitely tell that despite the veteran status they have on their team and you know their experience, they definitely slowed down and took a step down this year. Um, you know, when it looks, you know, I look at the Islanders, I know they're. A young obviously they got Horvat recently and you know that stuff but you know they kind of give me that feel because you know they've been there before i know it, it, it's been a little bit of some time but they've been there before and we can see we see that they've gone on a run before i can see it happening again they have the talent to do it they got the people to do it For ourselves coming back like you mentioned they're just getting better at the right time. And they do have some veteran status in their team. You know, obviously these some of these guys don't have the quite the experience. Um, but you know, they do have that veteran mentality in their team. You know, if you can look at, you know, I like to bring up some former devils, but you can look at Parisi, you can look at Paul Mary, and they got some veteran talents there that can definitely lead them and help them go on a run. So when I think when we look at the Islanders, I think that they could definitely they got the wild card spot locked in. And I wouldn't be shocked, even if especially if it is Carolina, if they could pull out an upset in round one.
0: Yeah, Mike, I actually think that. They match up well come playoff time with a lot of teams, especially New Jersey and Carolina. The Rangers, not so much, but they have a better goalie than almost every team that they're going to see with the exception of Tampa Bay and New York. So really, any other team they play, they will likely have the better goaltender in net. I am giving Sorokin the nod over whoever Boston puts in goal, although Boston definitely has the better team, The Islanders are built for playoff hockey. They're physical. They score those grinded out goals. I actually think the biggest question mark for them going into the playoffs isn't on the ice. It's the bench and it's Lane Lambert. I don't know how much I trust Lane Lambert going into the playoffs. He is not Barry Trotz. That was proven very early on in the season. You see they have now shifted back to Trotz's defensive style, and that's what's actually helped the Islanders secure that playoff spot and keep themselves from losing ground, despite all of those teams behind them having games in hand. You know, the Islanders were able to keep themselves Not only in the wild card, but at that top wild card, depending on how things swing out, they may or may not end up in the first or second wild card. They may even get bounced if Florida gets hot and Pittsburgh stays hot. So, you know, there are a lot of moving pieces still. I just think that Lane Lambert, not quite ready to say that this is a well-coached Islanders team come playoff time without seeing Lane Lambert do it we've seen Barry Trotz have success now it's time for Lane Lambert to step it up and show that he can do it as well now Tom before we jump over to the other teams here what are your thoughts on the Islanders as a Ranger fan we know you don't like them but you know what are your thoughts on the Islanders in terms of making the playoffs and what kind of playoff team they can be?
2: You know what's crazy about the Islanders, in in my opinion, and by totally biased opinion, I'm not going to hide away from it, is the fact that I sit here today, record this pod, and if two weeks go by, they're not in the playoffs, I'd be like, I knew they sucked. If two weeks go by, three weeks go by, they're in the second round, Eastern Conference Final, I'd be like, boring hockey team plays boring hockey and wins in the playoffs. Great goaltending shocker. It's like this: the team is is just one giant question mark, whether you look at their age, whether you look at the lines they put together, whether you look at their defense, whether you look at, at goaltending success in the playoffs, you look at all that kind of stuff and, and the coaching staff, to your point, Ben, you go, what do I like about this team? I don't know much. I don't know much that I like other than the fact that you can give them the gritty nod, right? Any team they play, they're going to put up a good mat, a, a good fight. But other than that, I can't sit there and tell you I like any one specific player that could take over a series. I don't like their their defense as a whole as a group. don't like their coaching staff. I don't trust them in a game that maybe opens up a little bit because I don't think they have the speed or the depth scoring that is needed. And the only thing I like and can trust game in and game out is their goaltending. And just like football with quarterbacks and baseball having good pitching and basketball having a point guard, if you have that one key you're able to survive and you're able to advance even if you are the inferior team. And that's what I look at the Islanders. I think they're out of all the teams making the playoffs other than the team we're probably about to talk about. They are inferior. I think Buffalo is a better all around talent team. I think they have more talent than the Islanders. I think Florida is more talented than the Islanders, but I think the Islanders have the goaltending and they have the system and that is why they are where they are, and you got to give credit where it's due. And that's my honest opinion about the Islanders. I don't think they're any good. That's my opinion. Some people can prove to me otherwise, but I don't think they're any good. And like I said, to open this up, would it surprise me if they got to the Conference final? No, because they got Sorokin. Would it surprise me if they weren't in a wild card spot when we're recording this two weeks from now? No, because they stink. So, that's my take. Sorry, people who are listening to this. That's a Ranger fan trying to not just be fully negative on the Islanders and try to spin some type of positivity. And-
0: well, look, we had to get someone against the Islanders, I guess. You had Mikey D, both, <laughs> uh, both of us sitting here saying that, saying that um, this Islander team can make a run. And I do want to point out that whilst Varlamov in that run the Islanders made to the uh, conference final the year that the – they did those uh, weird divisions where the lightning and Canadians played in the final it like that year. It was Von in goal for the most part, but Ilya Sorokin did end up playing and winning that series against Pittsburgh. So he does have some playoff experience and some playoff success to go under his belt. Now, pittsburgh a team that has been bounced by both new york teams the last two years in the first round the pittsburgh penguins this is also a pittsburgh team that had home ice in both of those series they're currently sitting in the other wild card spot tom we'll kick it over to you first what is this pittsburgh team doing well how are they you know going to secure the playoff spot and Perhaps go on a run, even though we believe they are the most inferior of the three teams here. One
2: word, luck. The Pittsburgh Penguins need puck luck. They need their refs on their side. They need scheduling. They need someone getting hurt. They need bad goaltending. They need they need luck. The Pittsburgh Penguins will not beat anybody themselves. They will have to have the team they're playing beat themselves. And this might may be extremely biased, but if I look at the Pittsburgh Penguin team, if you shut down whatever line Cindy Crosby is centering, they don't stand a chance. They are way too inconsistent. I think their little run they're on now, nothing really stands out of anything different they were doing when they were losing all those games. Just the puck wasn't bouncing their way. Crosby wasn't, 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 wasn't scoring, right? Uh they weren't getting on the power play as much. That was the difference. Tristan Jari stinks. The Smith stinks. The whole team, their core is so old and just looks disengaged. Sullivan, I think, is 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 past his time as the the penguins head coach i could see them getting rid of sullivan after this year even if they do make the playoffs and just kind of moving on kind of like what boston did right like pittsburgh kind of reminds me of boston of last year except what boston didn't do was lock in all of their old guys for more years and kind of moved away from some an added last deadline that's helping their team this year pittsburgh decided not to do that and i just don't like their team, I, I I hope they get jumped by Florida, but Florida's kind of aggravated me too by going, you know, falling apart. You know, I thought they were going to rally behind that Toronto win, but that didn't happen. I don't like Pittsburgh at all. You can ask me a million times, what about their game I like? I don't like them because anytime I watch them, the only time I see them do well and win, and I'm going to watch them closely Tuesday night against the Devils, it's, it's puck luck. And I know that sounds absurd, but I can't think of an organization that gets as much puck luck and love from the refs and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And that's why it's very hard for me to come on podcasts and come on and talk about them and say, oh, well, they could do this to go on a run or they could. No, their time's over. They won three cups early in the 20, the 2010s and whatever. They had a couple of runs here and there. They haven't been able to get out of the first round. But they do get out of the first round. They're usually out in the second they got to the Stanley Cup final, you know what was that 2016 or 2017 against Nashville.
0: Won that. They went back to year. back years there. They beat the Sharks and Nashville, I believe in 16 and then in 17.
2: Yeah, they're, they're that was it. That was that was it. That's it for Pittsburgh. Stop holding on to it. It's time to move on. And I don't see it. And this might bite me in the ass. You might be playing this the first couple, you know, the second round of the playoffs, uh, Ben, and be like, "Oh, well, this is listen to this, guys." On uh, April third. When we're recording this, look what Tom said about the Pittsburgh Penguins as they get ready to hoist the Stanley Cup, but it's
0: not happening. Tom, I I, I kind of I set you up there. I know you don't like the Penguins, so I did. I don't just like either of these them. teams. The
2: whole beginning of this podcast is like throwing me in the ringer. Like I'd rather talk about the Devils being one of the best teams in hockey than talk about the Islanders or Penguins sneaking into the playoffs because they're both just so annoying. They're both so bad, and I just don't understand like how either of these teams are in the spot they are. And you want to know why? They're not in the spot that Buffalo and Florida are in because they've just been a tad bit more consistent, consistent, like, like, well, and that's what
0: veteran teams do though.
2: And that's why it's just right. so annoying. Like mm-hmm. why can't Buffalo and Florida just put it together and put these two teams out of the playoffs? Because those the, the, Pittsburgh and the Islanders, as much as I hate them and I'm saying they're not going to do anything. And they're not going to go on runs. Pittsburgh and the Islanders are two teams that if they do get out of the first round, you don't want to see Like, Let's say the devils and Rangers, right. Play a first round series, whoever wins that series. I know if Pittsburgh or New York get out of the Carolina series, it's going to go six or seven regardless, right? Because it just is what it is. I I think I'd rather see Carolina in a second round. If I was a devil or ranger fan than Pittsburgh or New York, because you give those veteran teams confidence and that consistent play and let them get in your head and let them play their game. They're, they're annoyingly hard to beat, but we know they're not any good. And it's just frustrating to me that teams are still like that. And it's just, Gets me going.
0: Yeah, look, it's it's certainly one of those things that's definitely frustrating to watch. Now, it is important to know we are recording this on Monday rather than usual Wednesday nights. Um, so we will, you know, podcast still out in the normal day, but we are recording it a bit earlier. So we won't have the Tuesday or Wednesday action in here. But we, you know, with this Penguin team, you, you ha- I, I do have to jump to Casey DeSmith's defense just because that's the homie. That's my guy from Wilkes-Barre. Back when I uh, first started, first guy I interviewed. Fine. Go ahead, go Oh, ahead. oh I, I gotta. He, he was always, always good to me. Still is good to me. So you know, I, I gotta, I gotta go jump to my guy Casey DeSmith's defense, even though he really has been somehow the worse of those two. And by somehow, I know Jari's numbers will look better than he actually appears on the ice. I think Jari, you know, you you say you said a couple of weeks ago that Lundqvist was the king of the soft goal. Well, Tristan Jari has taken that uh, that throne. He he is the ultimate soft goal. Just every time you watch him, you put your head back and think, how did he let that one in? And come playoff time, that's when those get elevated the most for Jari. So really, it's it's definitely not something that. You know, I like to say the Penguins goaltending, it is a problem though. And overall, what gets them by is the, is Crosby. Malkin is still Malkin, but he also has even more mistakes. So while he's slowing down he's not making as many plays on offense the mistakes have doubled so you know penguins fans are just as frustrated watching malkin as anybody else chris letang has actually had a pretty solid year all things considered everything that he has had going on but still i've said this for years with chris letang i think he is a defenseman who thinks he's a forward does not care about the defensive side of the game too much and really the last three years he has has lost a step i was shocked to see him get the money he did i think it was crosby who wanted to keep the group together so pittsburgh obliged and said yes but with malkin and Latang, both of them you know locked up to long-term deals those guys look like they're uh they're pretty much getting close to being done now i mean malkin at best is a bottom six forward now Latang shouldn't be a top defenseman but that's what the penguins are using those guys as still and that's why yeah you know they have regular season success because they can beat up on the bad teams they can steal a few games here and there but they're that's why they get bounced in the first round as well because come playoff time they get exposed for what they really are and you can have all those bounces and all those calls go your way but you still have to go out there and win four out of seven hockey games and for the Penguins, it's just too much for them to overcome the last couple of years. And I don't see it being any different this year. Now, Mikey D, sorry, we Tom and I just went forever here. Nah, but nah, what bro. are your thoughts on the Penguins? What, what are your thoughts on the Penguins? How do you think they can fare in a playoff series? And how do you think they are able to hold on to the playoff spot here?
1: You yeah, know, I mean, it, I'm not going to go on a limb and say what Tom's saying when it comes to luck. I know he's speaking kind of hate from the heart here more than, you know, actually he really thinks. But uh, I mean, like, kind of what I was saying about, you know, the Islanders earlier and like veteran status, I think obviously that's you know, that's what the Penguins have, you know, and, and, and that's what they need in order to, you know, hold on to this spot and get or get into the spot and, you know, even have a chance remotely of having a run, because like I said, they definitely did take a step down this year. Um, You know, it, it not much has changed, you know I mean? Like I know the the goaltending is very iffy now, but, you know, they still got the guys and, and the experience to go on a run, if that's even possible. So I can't, you know, it, the Penguins, you can never really count them out because of the guys that they have, that's been around for so long and have done it for so long. So, um, I think you just gotta have to rely on those guys, and you gotta know, hope that goaltending gets better. But I, honestly, that's that's really it. Though I can't go on a limb here and go extra and say that they got the ability to have this spot locked in or or go on a run because I I generally don't believe it. But you know, with the guys that they have and what they've done before, it wouldn't shock me.
2: I just have to comment on one thing, Mike said because he's right. There's a lot of hatred from the heart there about the Penguins, and I think the thing I don't like the most about the penguins and this is just a little tangent i won't go too long but it brings up my ranger fandom of course i think and i don't have any stats behind it i'm pretty sure the rangers have won a couple of more series head-to-head than the penguins i think that's clear i want to say the penguins beat the rangers twice in their whole big run in the playoffs and the rangers might have gotten them three or four times i think don't quote me on that exactly i can't remember all the series kind of meshed together and what bothered me the most was the rangers always had a better goaltender than the penguins but the penguins always won the Penguins always won a cup, but the Rangers always had a better goaltending and the Penguins would makeshift the goaltenders. You know, and obviously Flurry was there for a while, but then after that, when they won with Murray and then they're like, and they were still winning. And I'm like, what is going on? Like the Rangers had one of the best goalies of that generation and couldn't win a cup, but were beating this team when they ran into each other. But yet they were the ones winning. That's why I'm a little jealous, a little hatred. So yes, I preface that. This beginning of the pod, I was extremely biased with the Islanders and Penguins.
0: Hey, it's all good, Tom. No worries. And look, that's that's part of the beauty of the sport, right? Is, you know, these rivalries and that natural hatred that can only be built up and truly felt by experiencing that and experiencing what you go through. You know, Mike and I as Devils fans, we were blessed for the first, what, 14 years of our childhoods, only missing one year of the playoffs. And then, you know, the next 10 years, not so good so you know we've experienced the highs we've now experienced some of the lows so you know when as you go through that it's it's what truly ties you to your team and connects you and makes those good moments feel that much better because you know what it's like to feel that loss. Tom, you know what it's like to lose in the cup. Mikey D and I know what it's like when your team loses in the cup. So when you win it, it feels that much more special. And really, that's just what makes hockey such a beautiful sport. Now, we're going to stick with the Metro here, but we're going to talk about these top three teams. While the Rangers... Not so much anymore after uh, falling off a bit last week, losing uh, to the Devils and then losing that game in overtime to the Sabres, not able to pick up. That's three points that they weren't able to get that they could have used to currently be tied with. Actually, they would be ahead of the Devils because that's two points the Devils wouldn't have and be just three points behind the Carolina Hurricanes for first. So right now, we'll kind of just talk about this as the New Jersey Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes. What impact and how do things change depending on who wins the Metro? Mikey D, we'll have you talk about the Devils. Tom, we'll have you talk about the Hurricanes. What is the impact, Mikey D, if the Devils win the Metro?
1: Obviously it would be awesome to see, right? I mean, what a what a flip in, in a year, right? That you would get to see out of this team. And obviously, this year, like you said, you just mentioned this year, obviously has been a blessing as it itself. You know, we haven't seen this in a very long time. It's awesome to see. Like we're going to the playoffs, no doubt about it. There's no stress right now. You know, we we have a playoff series coming up. When it comes to winning the Metro, you know, as good as it seems and everything like that, you know, we just I did just mention before, you know, the Islanders will be the team that I think that will definitely be locked up and will be playing that that winner. Um and you know you said it too, Ben. I don't think the devils match well with the Islanders at all. I mean, it. not only did we see it not that long ago the other night, but I just, in general, I just don't think they match up well. And I think it could kind of be, be, a deadly series for, for the devils as good as they've been this year. Um, obviously I think they would be competitive and step up. I just think the Islanders could find a way to, to overstep them. And, and also as well, I just think that they honestly will get goalie. Like they've been all season long. They just find a way to get goalie every single game. Um, so not that not the series that I would want. So I kind of would be all right with them not winning that. And honestly, I am more comfortable facing the Ranger. As much as stress and as much, you know, it's going to kill me. Trust me. I the other yeah. night my heart was in my stomach the entire time. It was a crazy game, but that's you know, that makes it more exciting. You know, the islanders, I'm not gonna get that feeling, you know. I'm not and I'm not gonna have that confidence either. You know, I think the Rangers are obviously 10 times better than the Islanders, too. So I think that the the devils you know going into the series and everything like that they need to play a team if they're going to prove they're legit um to knock off and and prove their real, they're real contender that's going to be the rangers and i think they just match up better against the rangers because the you know the speed advantage so i just i just think that too so um I kind of like where the the Devils are at and where they are. Will it be awesome if they won the division? Absolutely, it would be. It's a huge milestone, and maybe they'll ride the momentum and totally wipe the floor with the Islanders if that's the case. But I just don't think it's a good matchup for them, so I kind of like where they're at. I kind of want the series against the Rangers to happen more.
0: Yeah, the Islanders are certainly a different team at home as well, and it is worth noting they're only going to get three home games whatever series they have, but they are also a veteran team who knows how to win on the road. So that's also right out the window. With the Devils perhaps winning the Metro, I do agree. I think that while the Rangers, hands down, are clearly the better team, I think the Devils actually match up better with the Rangers, although they don't match up well with either team, I feel like. And that may be interesting to say after watching the way the Devils played, but I think the Rangers didn't really play a strong game. I think as much, as hard as they were trying, because they were trying to win that game, I think they were leaving a little something to be desired on purpose. And I think veterans like Patrick Kane aren't going to tip their entire hand and use their entire arsenal when they know that a first-round playoff matchup is looming. The players know that as much as they try to ignore it. They do know that. So I do think that some of that does have to go into, uh, have to factor in here. But, Tom, let's go over to you. What, how do things change and what is the impact if Carolina holds on and wins the Metro?
2: If Carolina holds on and wins the Metro, then we're getting one of the top three best teams in the Metro out of the playoffs way too early. I genuinely believe that the second round matchup, if if we're looking at, Metro as a whole, best teams in the Metro assembled post-deadline since maybe December or whatever stat you want to look at for for a good chunk of the year. The two best teams in the Metro have been the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. The chunk that's putting Carolina ahead of both New Jersey and the Rangers right now is how they started the year and probably until maybe their bye week. I think it was in January or whatever. It may they
0: be. also went on a nice little heater, I believe, in December and January.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so – I know for a fact that for the last four or five months, the two the Devils and Rangers have put up more points than Carolina because they had a huge lead, and now it's obviously close. So what what the biggest impact for me is if Carolina wins is that Carolina is going to have a tough 6-7 game series like they did last year against Boston, against either the Islanders or Pittsburgh. It's naturally going to happen. Just the system they play, they don't have a lot of scoring. It's going to be close. But what it's going to do is going it's going to create that Devils-Rangers – first round series where ideally in this new playoff format, since it goes by divisions, you want the division championship, right? The metropolitan division, you know, the second round, right. To be devil's Rangers. You want that to be the slugfest that gets you a trip, to fight face most likely Boston in the Eastern conference final. You don't want either of these teams that they've assembled and the fan bases that are going to be so hungry for this matchup for it to happen in the first round for, for there not to be any playoff experiences for Jack Hughes to get or Nico he's sure to get under their belt, Jesper Bratt against a, uh, Florida or against the Pittsburgh, a team that they even if they struggle for the first couple of games, they'll be able to bounce back and just beat them on town alone for the next, you know, three or four games, kind of the opposite of what the Rangers did against Carolina. That's the biggest impact to me has little to do with Carolina. I think Carolina is either a first or second round exit because of the injuries they've suffered. And I think they retool again in the offseason and get after it. They just kind of are what they are. I think the Devils and Rangers out of the Metro are the teams most poised to make a run. So if Carolina wins it, you're losing one of those teams right off the bat. And that's what's frustrating, and that's the biggest impact to me.
0: Yeah, all great points. And I think think we all agree, especially after the Svechnikov injury, the Devils and Rangers are the two best teams in the Metro. Carolina's just hanging on by the skin of their teeth right now. Really just a lot can change, a lot of fluctuation, but Carolina does deserve credit because they have been able to hang on and not lose ground. They have and they don't lose to teams like Winnipeg or
2: Buffalo and over like they're beating those those teams. They have a couple of stickers, they lost to Montreal, Mm -hmm. but even that was close. But like the Rangers and Devils have had a chance to to gain ground on Carolina and they lose those games. And that's what's frustrating. No,
0: and that's exactly it. And some big games for the Rangers, some big games for the Devils. I think the Devils really now, outside of the Boston game, the remaining games are not against playoff teams. So this this should be a nice stretch for New Jersey. Pittsburgh's a tough one. Buffalo's a tough one. And Boston's a tough one. But they can definitely go out there and string together some points here. But we are going to shift out west because there's a team that we have not talked about. And they're all of a sudden – making a play for the top seed in the West, and that's the Edmonton Oilers. They are on an absolute heater right now since the beginning of March, 13-2-1, and and a 10-game point streak to go right along with that. When you have the guys like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, you always expect this team to compete, but I think just the lack of success as of late for Edmonton, especially when they have made the playoffs, just the quick exits, we've just discounted them, but the way they're playing now shows they're getting hot at the right time, and I also think with the West being as wide open as it is, without having a team like Boston, or you know carolina or new jersey there just isn't as much for you know to for edmonton to have to go knock down this is a team that i feel like the path is clear is this the year that Connor mcdavid gets it done guys
1: man do i want to believe it that's that's all i gotta say because yeah it's crazy ben you know you you just said it best too like you know, every year I look at it too and you you see the lack of success that, that Edmonton has and you look at the two guys that they have, Dry Saddle David, and McDavid, and you see the amount of points that they rack up in the regular season and you're like, How the hell does this team a first round exit all the time? And 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 how do they not make a run? Like they're they're so talented, they got the points, they got the offense, the high power to do it. And like and I know obviously it is mostly dry saddle and obviously, you know, you know, McDavid, who's the second coming of God. i'm like you know, I love you, God, I'm not disrespecting you, but it is it is true, especially this year the way that David's playing. Um, but you know but they do have some talent on this team too. Like they, you know they got Hyman, they got Nugent Hopkins, they got some other good talent on this team too. It's not just like it's just them two on an island and that's it. They have talent on this team, so it, it is surprising that you know the success hasn't been there. Uh, but like you said, the path in the West seems you know it's probable this year. It, it's it, it's vulnerable, and this NBA team's got the talent to do it. So I want to say I want to believe it, but you know I got to see it to believe it because. Um, Obviously, we haven't yet with this Edmonton team, and it's shocking, but you know, you do have to with certain things and certain teams, you have to see it to believe it first. So I'm gonna say I hope so because I really do love Edmonton and their talent they have. And obviously, I want to see McDavid finally win something. He's 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 the guy, he is the guy, the modern era goat for us. So, like, I want to see him do something and 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 add a, a accomplishment to prove that. I think
2: yes. I'm going to piggyback off Mike. I think this is the year. I think Edmonton gets to the final. And I'm going to say one big thing that's different about this Edmonton team that was eluding them all the past years. One, their decor, the addition of Matthias Ekholm, and getting rid of Tyson Barry, another offensive-minded defenseman, and getting a big body like that in Ekholm was huge for them. They're, they know how to play defense. Their forwards are buying into a defensive system, and they're getting steady goaltending. They're not getting crazy good goaltending. They're getting steady goaltending. Okay. Campbell's been great for them. The the their backup goal, I think his last name starts with an S is eluding me Stewart right now. Skinner. Stewart actually, Skinner, Skinner yeah.
0: has been the starter more this year. Yeah, he's gotten he has more been. nods. Yeah. He's and, taking it from Campbell.
2: And it's be, he's been extremely consistent too. And I think they're getting hot and they're getting that defensive confidence. And you know, they're gonna always score. It's Edmonton. I mean, with the talent they have up front, they're always gonna score. It, it will always come down to are they able to stop other players teams from putting the puck in the back of their net and i think this year is the year i really do the west isn't as strong to all of our points i think a lot of those teams like playing a defensive game so they're naturally not going to score a lot and edmonton has the ability to score at will i think the only matchup if i'm an edmonton oilers fan as surprising as this may seem that i don't want to see is dallas because i think dallas is the only other team that is able to do both really well if they get into a shootout they have Scores up front that can put the puck in the back of that and they can also shut it down but other than that I think Edmonton. I, I really do feel like along with how I feel Toronto finally gets past the first round this year I definitely feel like Edmonton finally gets McDavid McDavid finally gets Edmonton and oil country into a Stanley Cup final I really think it's possible and I think it's gonna happen
0: yeah I mean look this is a great team I'm actually gonna say I think Colorado's the one team I would fear if I'm Edmonton because that's the one team that can score with you just as much now they don't have mcdavid but they have a mckinnon they have kale mccarr they have uh they have leckinen they have uh you know if he comes back that you know they have so many talented guys miko ronson as well to go along with it i mean gabriel landeskog hasn't even been mentioned uh don't think he's coming back but For Colorado, certainly a team that I think can score just as much as Edmonton, and that would be an electric Western Conference final, wouldn't it? So we are going to go and start to close the show out here. Just quickly, we'll run through the power rankings, and each of us will bring up one of the teams that we want to talk about. Boston unanimous at number one. Carolina unanimous at two. New Jersey coming in at number three. Toronto number four. Vegas number five. New York Rangers in at six. The Edmonton Oilers crack the top 10 for the first time. They come in at number seven. Colorado drops down to eight. The Los Angeles Kings in ninth and the Minnesota Wild at 10th. Mikey D over to you. Which team do you want to talk about this week?
1: Who do you think I want to talk about then? No, I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to take a crack at the devils because, you know, I literally texted you, you know, last night, obviously, and their blunder against, uh, against Winnipeg. And I, uh, and I was just like, I want to change my rankings. Like, I don't think the Devils deserve to be at the spot that they're at. But that is just a fan of the past to me. But I just, when it comes to this Devils team, I just, you know, obviously it's the fan to me that, that, makes me more angry than i should be we just talked about it earlier this is a blessing this entire season i'm, I'm blessed we're about to see the playoffs um but obviously i just want to see consistency I get it's a back-to-back i i understand like and and teams are gonna have bad blunders you know you know obviously if you look at it all year i don't really think the devil's really had a blunder as bad as they did last night but but at the same time i just want to see consistency because you know the things that you know that happened in the game yesterday if that's when it comes to goaltending the, the, the bottom six just not playing well or the offense just not finishing it just it happens on a consistent basis for this devil's team and it it worries me going into the playoffs because yeah am i asking for perfection maybe but at the same time you know this is what they got to do they got to fix these things in order to compete even now to get out of the first round this year with the way that the playoff format is so you know especially going against this rangers team so it, it it's they got to fix these things you know obviously deserve to be a top five of a the team they have been all year um i just want them to show consistency make me happy as a fan and and obviously just play better over better old hockey i just need to see that more consistency out of them so that's all i have to say
0: Yeah, and look, when you're a top five team, you have those expectations. I'm very quickly going to talk about the top team, the Boston Bruins. This team has been unbelievable, and I brought this up to you guys off the air before we started. This stat sums it up. 125 points this season. That is unbelievable. Already locked up the President's Trophy. Their goal differential, a plus 120. That is an outstanding hockey team. Now, Tom, over to you. Which team do you want to talk about?
2: I want to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. And to the people of Toronto listening, probably not many, but to the people of Toronto listening, you're probably going to get your first-round series win against Tampa Bay this year. And I'm saying that proudly, and I'm saying that as they are going to be my second team of these NHL playoffs. And the reason why I feel that way is I know they've been playing bad, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about them. They're playing bad hockey. I think they're all going to get it out now, I think, Now that they know their first-round matchup is set, I think the heads, the mental game, they're not playing hard. They don't want to get hurt. Their all eyes are on Tampa Bay, and I think they get it done. And don't let this little stretch of bad play cloud your judgment on how how good this hockey team is. I know they haven't gotten it done in the playoffs, but I think this is final year. Just like Edmonton, I think it's this year for Toronto.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely think that that Toronto team is pretty locked in on Tampa. And you can be because you know that that is your first-round matchup. But that is going to do it for the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast this week. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Go give our social medias a follow. Check us out on Twitter at OutsiderSports3. Give us a follow on YouTube. Subscribe there, searching Outsider Sports. We're on TikTok as well. You can search up Outsider Sports. And check out our website. We have blogs for football, baseball, and hockey up there at OutsiderSports.net. Until next week, have a good one and enjoy some hockey.